Welcome back. Today, I had the privilege of interviewing Eileen Joy. Eileen is the money coach for moms. She makes money easy and empowers moms and their kids with a financial education. Now, Eileen got into money coaching through her own journey of learning to love herself. And she came on to today to share that story. Her story involves being the fat kid, being very overweight, being invisible, having no self-worth, learning to love herself, learning to accept herself. She had to hit rock bottom with her money so that she could learn to pick herself up. She did that. And now she teaches others to do the same. I think so often we have this idea that things in our life are separate, that our relationship with ourselves is one thing. Our relationship with others is different. Our relationship with money is different. When in actual fact, they are all interconnected because you are the common thread in everything in your life. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're struggling with your relationship with yourself, chances are that it's being reflected in your relationship with maybe money, maybe your business, maybe your health and well-being, maybe your other significant relationships, right? So Eileen talks about how she, when she healed her relationship with herself, everything else shifted and we get to talk about money. This is a really, really good conversation. One that I think is long overdue and I hope that you enjoy it. Here's Eileen. My name is Katie Allen and this is Self Love Ignited. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Self Love Ignited. Today on the podcast, I am interviewing Eileen Joy. This interview took us a while to get here, but here we are. Eileen, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself to everybody? Thank you so much, Katie, for having me today. I'm so glad we were finally able to get together. This is great. Yeah. I loved our conversation when we first met, and I've been looking forward to seeing you again ever since. So I'm Eileen Joy, money coach for moms, and I never in a million years ever thought that I would become the money coach for moms. And it actually has so much to do with self-love, which also never in a million years I ever would have thought of, you know, <laughs> until like my journey just kind of led me there and yeah. all the twists and turns. And so I'll give you a little brief rundown. So my whole journey really began when I was little and I was an overweight kid. I was, I was born seven pounds, came out of the hospital 11 pounds. Mm -hmm. And my parents just kept feeding me and feeding me and feeding me and feeding me and feeding me. And I was very overweight and I became morbidly obese. I was the fat girl in school. I was the one you could pick out in every class picture. There's the fat girl, that's Eileen. And my whole life was defined as that. I was the fat girl. I really didn't have very many friends and I was very lonely and miserable and sad. I was a very sad kid. And even my parents would say, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. And my dad, I still, it still rings in my head to this day. My dad would say, boys aren't going to like you if you're fat and all these things. And it's so funny because just recently on Hulu, um, they have a, I guess it was like a mini docu-series on Victoria's Secret mm -hmm. and um, how Victoria's Secret came to be and then how that shaped how we all feel bad about ourselves now. Mm. And if you haven't seen it, watch it. It was amazing. And 
I was watching it with a guy and I was like, you see, you see, that's, that's, that's what all guys want. And he's like, that's not true. <laughs> you know? And then in my head, I say, you know, but my dad said, you know, boys yeah. aren't going to like you if you're fat, you know? So you're, when your parents tell you something, you believe it, right. Mm -hmm. Cause they're your parents, whether it's right or wrong, you know, it's when you're little, you don't know, yeah. and that's how you're shaped. Right. So I was shaped of thinking that my self-worth was based on the, my appearance. And I was just, I was a very chubby kid. And when I was 10 years old, I was 150 pounds. And then I kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I dieted my way up to 245 pounds. And I know sizes are different all around the world and the pounds and this and that, but I was very big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was miserable and sad. and. I didn't know how to help myself. And, you know, I didn't even know I could yeah. at the time, you know, and then I was always on a diet, always trying to lose weight, trying to lose weight. And I would lose gain, lose gain, the yo-yo, yo-yo dieting, you know, most of my life. Yeah. And then it came time after I graduated college and I was looking for a job and no one would hire me. And I don't really know exactly if it was because of the way I looked, but I know it was the, the energy I was putting out and the way I felt about myself. And I was so insecure and not confident in anything. And I would just walk into a room and kind of look at the floor and, you know, yeah. and I always felt invisible. So I had an aha moment when this one interview that I had gone on. And at the time I went to school to become a teacher. And so my degree is in education. And I was sitting in front of this principal of this school and he was looking everywhere but my face, like above me, around me, but never at me. And he was asking me these questions, like he could care less about my answers. And I felt the tears welling up in my eyes and like they're even welling up now, just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And this happened a really long time ago, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just so emotional. It's so deep and visceral, you know? And so after that, that was when I said, I, I, I can't do this yo-yo dieting thing anymore. I need to figure this out. And I did, I lost 130 pounds in 10 months. It just came right off. Mm -hmm. And it was mostly too, because my mother, I didn't, my mother was sabotaging every diet that I was ever on. That's a whole other story for a whole other podcast, yeah. <laughs> but I was able to lose the weight. My confidence changed. I changed my lifestyle completely. And just the whole trajectory of my life changed from that moment. And I ended up marrying this guy that I ended up getting divorced to. We're now divorced. Mm -hmm. And um, the one really good thing that came out of that marriage was our son, who mm -hmm. is my best friend. And he's amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And so from that marriage, when we finally had the, got the divorce and everything was final, I was left with basically nothing. And I had my little bit of savings and I, would, I went to the attorney and said, this is how much I have. And they never said that's not going to be a problem, but it was a problem. Mm. It was a huge problem. I ran out of money very fast. And then they started to harass me and tell me that they would stop services and they wouldn't continue with the divorce and, and until I paid them. And I had nothing left, nothing. 
So I had to sell my house to pay for my divorce. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, I had to get a new job because I was working with my sister-in-law at the time and life at work was not very fun anymore. And so I made the decision to leave. I had a great job and thankfully I found an even better job. And you know how the universe works, right? (laughs) And then at the same time, my son and I got into a really terrible car accident and we both ended up in the hospital and my car was completely totaled. And then this was all happening at the tail end of a bankruptcy. So one day after my divorce was final, I received an envelope in the mail from my attorney's office. And it was a check for all the money that I had left in the world after they took everything for $347. I would have gotten tens of thousands of dollars from the sale of my home, but they took all of it. And now I'm a single mom with a five-year-old and not feeling so great. (laughs) Yeah. And after I picked myself up off the floor from sobbing in the fetal position for quite some time, I, I said, you know, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. I have, I have a five-year-old. I'm a single mom. I have to figure this out. Yeah. So I got the house, I got the job, I got a new car and, um, you know, and then from there I started therapy. And I was in therapy before, and I went from therapist to therapist, to therapist, to therapist, and I could not find someone that didn't want to diagnose me with something every time I opened my mouth. Mm. And it was awful. It it just made me feel worse, you know? And then I finally found someone, thankfully, who was normal and kind and wonderful and spoke through my heart, you know, and really understood that that's what the matter was and that I didn't need to be diagnosed with a thousand different things. all it was, was it comes down to your self-worth and, and loving yourself. And, and I never understood what does that really mean? Mm. Self-love. How do I do that? Like I look at myself in the mirror and say, I love you. And then I'm like, bullshit, you know, yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I never understood that. And so her first question to me, I'll never forget because it was so impactful was what do you want? And I said, I don't know. And that's where we started. Mm-hmm. What brings you joy? I don't know. And then all these questions just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And then once I went inward and really learned how to pull out from myself, myself, and really getting to know myself and really realizing that I'm a really awesome person. And I never thought that before. Yeah. I just felt invisible all the time. Yeah. So that journey that I'm still seeing the same therapist, she's amazing. And she still helps me pull those things out because, you know, our mindset is constantly playing tricks on us, you know, the Mm -hmm. monkey brain and, Mm -hmm. you know, and every time you up level, you hit new fears or you hit new heights of detriment to your own self. And your brain will just take you out in one second. You know, your, your thoughts control everything. So you need to learn how to control your thoughts. And that was the thing that I needed to learn because my thoughts were taking me out at the knees every day, Right. you know, and I would wake up and hate my life or hate myself. And now it's so completely different. 
And instead of living in the past and letting that define me, Mm -hmm. I now wake up and I live with intention and with a grateful heart. Mm. And I teach this to my son every day. And every day we say what we're grateful for, what our intention is for the day. We even have this thing that I have in our kitchen. We, we, um, it's called the grateful jar. Mm -hmm. And I have these little pieces of paper all cut up in a bowl next to it. And every day we write something we're grateful for and we put it in the jar. And then on new year's day, every year we empty out the jar and we read them. Wow. It's so fun. That's cool. Because I don't want my son to have the same feelings that I've felt growing up. Right. Yeah. So I just love on him. I think a little too much. <laughs> I'm like, I love you. 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 You're amazing. You know, and I, I want him to know that he is unique and special and he doesn't need to fit in the box. Right. It's that box that everyone yeah. feels they need to fit into. And my whole life I was trying to fit in the box. And now I realize that we need to burn that box yeah. and that everyone is uniquely themselves. And once you really go inward and you really just ask yourself, what do you want? And what brings mm-hmm. you joy and start there? Mm-hmm. Your self-love journey is so easy from there. Mm-hmm. It, I say it's easy. It's not an easy road. I've had many, many breakdowns, yep. but ultimately it leads you to greatness. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, so I'm curious though, cause that question, that what do you want question? That's a big question, right? Like it's, it seems very simple, but that is a big question. And I would bet if you asked most people, especially women, I think we have a, we have a more challenging time than a lot of men. I think mm-hmm. if you ask most people, most of us wouldn't have a really clear answer for you. Most of us could tell you what we don't want. Mm-hmm. right? It's, a, it's pretty easy to say, well, I don't want this again. I don't want this again. But what do you want? That is a big question. How did you begin to, like, where did you start with that? How did that process go? I'm really curious about that. So I actually did what you just said. What don't I want? Yeah. Because I knew exactly what I didn't want, which is yeah. like, it started out with my appearance, right? Because that was my whole life. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't want from a relationship. Like, what did I learn from all of my past things that made me feel bad? So those are the things I knew I didn't want. And then I would just flip them to a positive. Yeah. And then it got my brain going. And then I would also, I would sit, I would journal, I would listen to music. I would meditate. Um, At first meditating for me was very uncomfortable. I hated it. Mm -hmm. I hated journaling too, but once I started really doing it more regularly, I really do enjoy it now. And I actually now meditate twice a day. I do 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. I put my headphones on and I just am with myself. Mm-hmm. And it's a game changer. Like you don't have to sit there in silence. You know, you can just be with yourself. And once you, you can quiet your mind, but even just listening to the music, it helps you just kind of calm your mind down. So you're not, not stuck in the overthinking because the overthinking is what gets us. We we create these stories in our minds that aren't even true. And then we create them into these stories that make us feel like they are true. Yeah. And then we get scared 
and all the things. And then we start retreating and overthinking and all the, uh, yeah. it's awful, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a recovering overthinker. <laughs> <laughs> so I find that the meditation really helps with that. Yeah. Because it helps you to quiet your mind and really think about, well, what do you want? Like, what, what's your intention? And if you live every day and say, this is my intention for today, you know, and mine, like my mantra is just keep moving forward, mm-hmm. keep moving forward, stop living in the past. Cause for me, it was always living in the past and the, what if I did this? And what if I, well, you know what? I can't change that. Yeah. It's over. But what I can do is create my future. Yeah. And so that's how I live now. And it's just amazing. It really yeah. is. I, it's so funny because I used to look in the mirror and I would just pick out all my flaws and tell myself how I hated myself and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm this and I'm that. And, it, and even like if I would go out and be around other women that I felt were better looking than me or thinner than me or prettier or whatever, mm-hmm. I would feel immediately inferior and I would like be insecure and I would not want to talk and just stumble over my words and all these things. Mm -hmm. And I've realized now over the past few years, I don't do that anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And that the, like the self-comparison again, especially between women that's conditioned into us, right? That is conditioned into us from when I've been reading quite a few different books around this subject lately and women and how we relate to each other. And it is fascinating how like culturally we are conditioned to compete, to compete, yeah. right? Like, it's like, you can't, you, if you're good, that means I'm bad. So like, you can't be good. You can't be better looking. You can't be this, you can't be that. And it's like, when we stop, when we stop that, that's how like sisterhood forms, right? That's how we connect really on a deeper level. That's how we create really incredible relationships, but it starts within, it starts with us. It doesn't start with how we relate to others. It starts with how we relate to ourselves. That's where the change begins. Yeah, exactly. And that's the self-love. And it's so fascinating because I really never understood that. Yeah. Because people would say, just love yourself. Go tell yourself you love yourself in the mirror a thousand times until you believe it. No, that's not how it works. That's yeah. Like, yeah, you can do that. It'll take a really long time if you don't do anything else. It will, it will, (laughs) you know? Yeah, Yeah. because that really just, that, that bullshit voice, bullshit is going to be louder. Yes, exactly. Right? It's louder. Yeah. 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 I say the F word. That's on my F off. Eileen, <laughs> 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 what does self-love mean to you? When you, like you talk about self-love, you've used the term quite a bit. I, mm-hmm. I can see that you identify with that term as part of your journey. What does loving yourself mean to you? You know what? It, it's so funny because I was talking about this with my therapist mm-hmm. and I was telling her that I used to feel so lonely all the time. Mm-hmm. Now I love being alone. I love being with myself. Yeah. I enjoy my own company. And when I was growing up, I would always just hide in my room and read a book. I was just always, I would just be in my room reading with my door closed and I would really ever have any party invitations or, you know, I was just always at home reading Mm -hmm. and I would always be, I, there were a lot of times I would be just crying in my room, feeling lonely. Like, why doesn't anybody like me? And like, you know, and now that I've done the work and I've gone inward and I'm still doing the work. I don't think we ever need to stop doing the work because Mm -hmm. life happens. 
mm-hmm. and life changes and just, we grow, you know, we, we should never stop growing as people. Yes. And now I've just learned to love being with myself mm. and I don't feel lonely anymore. And sometimes I'm pissed off if people are here, like I just want <laughs> to go away. <laughs> Like I was enjoy, I was enjoying my time with myself. Why are you here exactly? I point? want some more alone time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. How has this journey to self love influenced influenced your journey to entrepreneurship, to being the money coach for moms? Tell us about that. Well, it was interesting because one day I was having a conversation with my son about. Um, so this is this is kind of. I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So after I was left with nothing from my divorce and I bounced back very quickly, extremely quickly. And my friends started noticing and they're like, what did you do? How did you get to where you are? Because it's seemingly like almost overnight, I had a fully funded emergency fund. I paid off my six-year car loan in three years. I was completely debt-free. My credit score, I got up to over 800 and all these things. And I'm on track now to retire early. And I went from nothing, you know? And so my friends were begging me to help them. Show me, show me, show me. I want to know what you did. Yeah. And so my son and I were talking and he was like, you should do this, mommy. My son is 10. At the time he was a lot younger, but (laughs) (laughs) you should do this, mommy. You need to help moms. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? You're right. So many moms need so much help with their money and their mindset. So I do both. I do mindset and money and it's so fascinating and so much fun. And so I was having a conversation with my therapist about it. And I said, oh, it's just mentioning that my son and I had this conversation. So she said, so what's stopping you from getting started? I said, I guess myself, I don't know where to start, you know? (laughs) And so we had this conversation about it and she's like, just get started, do something, you know? And I did. And I just, I wrote a course, like I just wrote a course and it was amazing. And so I just threw it out there and I taught this course and I got a great response from it. Mm -hmm. And then I had more and more and more people coming to me because I had my friends referring people to me and then the people that took all these things. And it just kind of organically happened. I became the money coach for moms. And I've helped so many women, not only with their money, but with their lives. Like once people really take a good look, because I do the whole thing of what do you want? Because that's, you need to know what you want because you need to know how to tell your money what to do. Yeah. Right. And if you don't know what you want, like you need to start there right? So it's a whole self-love journey, not only with your money. And it, and so many people are so afraid of money. Yeah. And there's so much fear and embarrassment and anxiety and guilt and shame, all feelings around money, which is also how we feel about ourselves. Yes. And how we feel about ourselves is a direct reflection of your money situation. And what most people do from what I have found from the moms that I work with and the women that I speak with all the time in the workshops I do, they, they do what's called what I call, and what a lot of people call retail therapy. And so when you're not having a not so hot day in, in your mind, you go out and you just shop till you drop, mm-hmm. right? And you get that dopamine hit 
every single time that you shop. It's the same thing as eating, right? So if you're eating something really yummy, like ice cream or something like fatty and sugary, you get that dopamine hit, right? So it's the same kind of feeling when you're shopping. I actually had a friend text me this morning, Eileen, you know, I got the best sales over the weekend. And she's texting me all these pictures of these things. I'm like, why are you sending this to me? Why are you, why are you shopping? What is going on? I love that. What right. happened? What happened? Right. Something happened. What's going on? Exactly. What yeah. happened? And yeah. that's what that's it's, and it's a trigger. Yes. You know, and, and um, another, I talk about all the time, trigger words and comparison. So I don't know if you've ever heard the term keeping up with the Joneses. Yep. Okay. So you can also call it comparisonitis or whatever you want to call it, but keeping up with the Joneses was a term that was coined back in the 1950s. And it was actually a comic strip about this woman, Mrs. Jones, who was spending all of Mr. Jones's money. And because back in the fifties, most women didn't work. Yes. And they're all home, right? And so their neighbor is always peering through the window and like all jealous of Mrs. Jones, right? And that's kind of how it all started. And back in the 50s, that was when there was no social media, right? And if you had a TV, you were lucky, right? Mm-hmm. And so the comparison was really like with your neighbors the women at the hair salon, the grocery store, just really just the, the general neighborhood where you lived. Yeah. And now it's evolved into what it is now, which is a worldwide phenomenon of social anxiety. And when you really get down to it, when you look online, everything's filtered yeah. and fake and not everyone... Not everyone posts, hey, my son's having a meltdown right now. Let me take a video of it and post it so you guys can all see that, you know? It's all the good stuff and embellished and maybe half truth, you know? And we don't really know what's true. And even that Victoria's Secret um, documentary that I was watching, Mm -hmm. they were showing how they made these poor women lose so much weight and they still Photoshopped them. Mm -hmm. Like it's insane, right? Yeah. So you you look online and that's what you're comparing yourself to. Yeah. And so people feel less than all the time. Yeah. So one of the things that I tell people to do is take a break. Just take a break. Put your phone down. Change your reality. Unfollow people. You know, you can take away all the hate, take away all the people that trigger you. Yeah. You could take, you don't have to unfriend them, but just take a break, you mm-hmm. know, stop looking, change your reality, go inward and just really figure out who you are because you can't, you can't, there's just so much out there that you feel like you need to be like that, but it's so fake that it's even, it's not obtainable. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. It's impossible, but society has taught us that that's what we need to be. Yes. Even though it's impossible. So it's like, it messes with our brain and it's like, and then, and then you're, and then you feel stuck, right? You feel stuck all the time and Mm -hmm. miserable. Mm -hmm. It's awful. Yeah. And so, you know, we're all keeping up with the Joneses. We're comparing each other to one another. And then we're born into these stories. Also, like 
I talk about all the time, your money story and how your money story begins Mm -hmm. and your money story begins the time that you're born. So from the time that you're zero to seven is when you're programmed with everything, everything in the world. You're that's when you're learning, right? You're just taking it all in and it's living in your subconscious. Yep. And then same thing with money, same thing with the way that you feel about yourself. And it's just everything in the environment. So we learn about money from our parents. They learn about money from their parents. They learn about money from their parents and so on and so on and so on. So all of these generational patterns are passed forward throughout thousands of years Mm -hmm. and they're twisted and turned and shaped all differently from every generation. And then it gets to you and you're born into the story of your parents and then also your environment. And this is what's shaping you. And I've normalized the talk of money in my house so much that it's like talking about the weather. It's like, Hey, it's hot out. Hey, how's your money? What, how much you got? You know? And it's, it's so normalized that my son and I talk about money all the time. And one time we were at the store and we were talking about something he, he was thinking about buying. And then we were just got into a money conversation. And then he said to me something that I felt was like really alarming. And he said, mommy, people who are rich are greedy and mean, right? And he said, I don't ever want to be rich because I don't, I don't want to be that way. I'm a really kind person and I don't want to turn into that. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, those words have never crossed my lips. Where did you hear that? Yeah. He told me it was from a cartoon. Yeah. So it's like, everything is everywhere and we're not filtering anything out. We're just letting it all in. Yeah. And then that's how we operate until we have that aha moment. Yeah. And we say, Oh, something needs to change. Yeah. Something needs to change. How am I going to do that? Right. And then taking the steps necessary to do that. Yeah. So it's all about living with intention and taking action. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I like, you know, like you said, it's like, we're all born into these stories. They are just sort of running on default and we're not even aware of them, right? Most people are not aware of them, but it's like having the aha, having that, whatever that looks like for you, it's awareness. Awareness is empowerment. Awareness means we can see it and then we can make a decision on how we want to move forward. Do we want to keep living in the same reality we've been living in? Lots of people do. It's a valid choice. If that's where you want to stay, that's where you stay. Or do you want to make a new decision? Do you want to create a new story? Do you want to step into something new? Do you, do you want to be the change so that your life is different so that your children's money story is different, right? And it's like, I like too that you said how we relate to our money is the same way as how we relate to ourselves. Like I, I firmly believe how we do one thing in life is how we do everything. And I think that all stems from within, right? How we relate to ourselves is always is mirrored in everything. And it's, so it's the same, right? When you have that awareness, do I want to up-level? Do I want this to be better? Do I want to just stay? Do I want to stay small? Do I want to stay stuck? You get to make the choice. And if you want something new, there are resources out there, right? There are programs, there are mentors, there are books, there's podcasts. There are things that you can do to make a change, but you do have to decide that you want to make the change. Yes, that's yeah. the big, the big point that you just said, you have to make that decision. Yeah. And sometimes that is the hardest part Yeah, is making that decision because you're trying to sort through that fear and your comfort zone 
And even though you're completely miserable in your comfort zone, you stay there because of the what ifs. Yep. Those what ifs are pretty terrifying. They're, they're like our subconscious, right? It works to keep us safe. Safe. That's what it does. It wants us to be safe. And what it knows is that everything we've been through, no matter how miserable we've been, no matter how awful it's been, we have survived all of it, which means if we stay in the cycle of misery, we're going to keep surviving it. So we stay there. It's safe. It's not comfortable. It might not be happy, but it is safe. Yeah. It's fascinating how our brains work, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, it all started from the tigers chasing us, right? But there's no tigers chasing us anymore. Yeah. The brain's still the same. It hasn't evolved to make anything different. So it's still trying to keep us safe in any type of fear. So if your body's feeling fear in any way, it always has the same response. So if you're being chased by a guy with a gun, a tiger, or you feel like you're fat and you're having a fat day, it's all the same feeling. (laughs) It is, you know, it really is. It's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. 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 Eileen, if you could go back and give advice to your younger self, to the you who was maybe still feeling invisible, maybe really insecure, didn't have the confidence, hadn't discovered your own self-worth yet, hadn't sort of started on this journey. If you could go back and talk to her, what would you tell her? What advice would you give her? I would tell her that she's safe Mm -hmm. and loved and that she's worthy. Mm -hmm. People are born for a reason. We're all here for a purpose. And her purpose is so important and needed. And the world needs her. So she needs to put the book away <laughs> and go outside. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and also don't fit in the box. Yeah. Burn the box. Be yourself. Be unique be who you are because you're special and worthy. Mm, Beautiful. That's beautiful. If listeners want to get in touch with you, if they want to find out more about the work that you do, the programs that you offer, all that good stuff, where's the best place for them to do so? The easiest place is my website because you can find me everywhere from my website. So my website is momswhomoney.com. Momswhomoney.com beautiful yeah and then that's your home base and then we can get to all your socials all all your stuff from there momswhomoney.com amazing yes, okay. everything is there okay i'll make sure that that is in the show notes so it's nice and easy to click through um as we're getting ready to wrap up i'm curious is there one self-love exercise activity practice like a tangible thing is there one thing that you would recommend to listeners as a first step the first step is to write down what do i want Or what don't I want and start there. That's really that. And also what brings you joy and start doing more of that. Okay. Make a list of what brings you joy. Even if it's, if if it seems hard, because at first it is. And I started with my son, my son brings me joy. And then I wrote coffee brings me joy. (laughs) You know, and things like just anything flowers bring me joy. I love sitting on my screen porch, you know, things like that. And then you can branch out from there and pick one thing on your list and go do that. And then the next day, pick another thing and just start living your life with intention and joy and happiness and figuring out what it is that you really want out of your life and 
go do it. Yeah. Go do it. This is the only life you're going to live. If that's what you believe, <laughs> a lot of people think otherwise, yeah. but this is the only life you're going to remember. <laughs> yeah. And you know, why waste it? Yeah. You know, life is meant to be fun. And I know I've wasted too much time not having fun. Right. So my whole existence now is based on fun and enjoying myself and loving myself and loving all of the people around me and helping as many people as I possibly can to really realize this yeah. because we're all suffering and it shouldn't be that way anymore. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay. We're going to finish there because that's just perfection right there. That was like the little cherry on top of the whole right? thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought well so done. too. I was like, wow, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Eileen, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story with us and your wisdom and your advice. And I just think that you're so inspirational, really. And I just, I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we connected from all the way around the world. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. I love this. It's so amazing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. All of the links mentioned during the episode are down in the show notes. Please make sure to go on over and check them out. Also, please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And I would be forever grateful if you would go on over and leave us a review on iTunes as well. That's going to help this message reach more women. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Here is to you loving yourself.